Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Our goal is to win, for Christ's sakes. And you keep talking about the CBT. You keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal. Like, you just basically told us we ain't good enough. We suck. You let us down. Angry Lou. Angry Lou. A hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen. Keep playing like dog Recall by manager Lou. Go get me a goddamn first baseman. That's what I want. I don't want an outfielder D8. I need a first baseman. Okay, Lou, I'll ask you something. What? How do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address... The closer situation. Lou, what's up, Bill? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fridays at noon. <laughs> How's that work, Lou? Does that work for you? <laughs> Bring back some memories? That is fantastic. What do you say, Gresh? What do you say, Fuck Hi, Lou. Lou. Uh, Sox insider Lou Maloney on Gresham Fourier, brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. He's with us on the Harbor One hotline. Uh, Lewis, good, uh, good afternoon. And Foyer and I were going through, uh, some of the new rules this year in big league baseball. I know there's the pitch clock and Hey, that might affect guys like Kenley Jansen. I mean, uh, Foyer and I are not big fans of taking the shift out of the game of all the new rules this year, Lou, what do you think is the one that's going to be the most impactful to the game that players might either love or hate? It's going to be the pitch clock. You know, that that's going to cut some time off. You know, it's not – the length of the game will be shorter, but it's about, like, how many – you know, the, the pace of play. Like, how often will a ball be put in play? Like, how often will the guy pitch, throw the baseball? I mean, that sort of stuff. When you watch a game for five minutes and you watch one at-bat, you don't want to sit there and say, okay, it's three and one, and it's been five minutes. Like, let's go. Get this thing. Throw the baseball, and I think you're going to see a different game. I think that's going to be a huge impact on watching baseball. So is that why uh, a guy like Hanley Jansen um, yeah. isn't uh, playing other than WBC? You think yeah, that's one luckily, of his reasons? I mean, these guys are throwing bullpens right now with clocks. He was the slowest pitcher in all of baseball. And I think these guys will throw their bullpens, and it's not a big deal, right? There's no stress in a bullpen. There's really no stress in a spring training game. So they'll, they'll adjust slightly, but it'll still be opening day. It'll still be that first month when they, when they really start adjusting because that's when things count. That's when every pitch counts. It doesn't necessarily count in a bullpen, but they're trying to adjust the best they can now. Hey, Lou, one of the things that Christian and I talked about, and we have no point of reference in, in getting into this, and that is how the pitch clock affects a hitter. So like a pass rusher, if you know that the play clock is winding down, you can kind of guess when to be able to get off the ball and maybe there's an advantage. As the pitch clock winds down, is there any advantage to the hitter at all? 
No, not really, because it's more of a base runner type thing. Because as a hitter, it's not like just because you see a count down to one, you're going to start your stride. You know, you're still waiting for the pitcher to kind of get in his delivery and, and your timing mechanism, whatever that might be. That doesn't start until the pitcher starts. So if it's down to one, you're just sort of sitting there. You, you don't even pay attention to it. As a hitter, I don't think you're looking at the pitch, hit, uh, pitch clock at all. You're still all eyes on the pitcher. Now, the base runner, the base runner starts seeing that he's thrown over a couple of times and you're down to two, you're down to one. You know, is there that extra step because you know he has to deliver the baseball, which is why I think in the minor leagues, you started to see, from what I understand, pitchers throwing the ball with about four or five seconds left on the clock. We're really getting rid of it so that base runner couldn't time him. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this. Just the whole, you know, the whole game now as far as how, all the rules and how yeah. they affect all these guys. And, like, which pitcher is going to lose his mind first? Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to just lose it because they don't like the clock? Uh, but as far as the Red Sox go, okay, oh, you know, spring training starting. Everybody's getting down there now. Everybody's happy. And, you know, the sky's the limit. So your biggest concern, uh, you know, in this first week of spring training? Well, the first week, obviously, is just injuries. And we're already seeing it. Like, Bayo, I don't know if you saw that report. He's kind of shut down till Monday. He had a little soreness throwing breaking balls in a bullpen. I don't know if Pavetta walked off the field, too. So it's like, I got to, you get these guys out there and ramp up the intensity, and you want to make sure your pitchers get through it. But as far as concerns go, there's a universal truth in baseball that'll always be true. You want to be strong up the middle. And this is kind of a big concern for me, the depth that they have in the middle of the infield. You know, you have two starting catchers or two catchers that have never been a starting catcher in, your, in their careers. If one of those guys down, you have a guy like Alfaro that maybe you could call up as your third catcher, but you lose a lot defensively with that guy. You get two guys in the middle of the infield that I think can play the position. Can they be healthy? You know, and, and their backup is Mondesi, who's already hurt. And then they sign Yu Chang, who, you know, can catch the ball, but, you know, he's hitting ninth. You lose a lot offensively. You got Duvall in center. You know, this is a guy that in, in Atlanta played center field last year, the first two months, and Snicker down in Atlanta had to take him out of center because he was struggling offensively. And when he did and put him in left, he started raking again. So can he play center? And if, you know, where's the depth there? Is it Ref Schneider? Is it Duran? You know, where, where's the depth in the middle of the infield, positional player-wise? Because there's not really a lot down in AAA ready to go as well. That's that's one of my big concerns. Is there a free agent out there, Lou, that's just kind of been hanging around that yeah. Bloom might be able to tap in for some middle infield depth? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why Iglesias isn't on this team right now. Or Andrus. You know, they had a spot with Story going on that 60-day DL, and they brought in Yu Chang. And, again, he's a, he's a utility guy who can catch the baseball, but I don't know what the ask was for Iglesias or Andrus. You know, to me, that's like the perfect fit. You have a guy that can play short. Kike goes to second. Arroyo you know, is your utility guy. He can play second. Kike is asked to play second in center field. Get Duvall off his feet in center field. Maybe he DHs. Maybe he goes to a corner. So it's just added more depth of guys that can play at this big league level, like an Andrus or an Iglesias, that kind of helped the versatility with this team. But it seems as though, like with that one extra spot they had in this roster, that Yu Chang was the choice. And he can catch it. There's no question he can catch the ball. But I just, I don't know, those other guys seem like a better fit. Sorry, so we're talking to, uh, of course, Lou Merloni. Now, Lou, every Friday now with us, right? Yeah. From here to the end of the it. season, okay? So the one thing that I that I recognized was, uh, we, we, Gresham and I even talked about, is how uh, how slim and fit uh, Alex Verdugo looked the mm-hmm. other day mm-hmm. when he showed up. And I was, like, looking at this quote that he gave uh, Chris Cotillo. And it seems like Alex Cora maybe had some words for him. Like, do you know anything about that? Like, what's what's that about? Was he, like, told to get in shape or or else? Well, he was definitely told, I think, to get in better shape because, you know, at the end of the season, 
you know, reporters asking Cora, and and it's usually it's one of those things you know when a reporter asks a question, they realize the probably guy's not probably not going to answer it. But instead, when they asked like, who's the one guy that can improve a lot this offseason, he named Alex Verdugo, which I thought was very interesting, almost like calling him out. You know, saying that he wants him to play faster, he wants him to be more athletic. You know, and that would just help me better defensively, be more athletic on the base paths, be you know, work faster, be an athlete. And they kind of ran into this with Ben Intendi. It was like, dude, you're bulking up for what? Like, you, both of these guys should be athletic outfielders who can run, drive the baseball, play good defense. And judging from the um, from the looks of things, it looks like Verdugo cut back a little bit of weight and hopefully plays a little bit quicker because he's a guy that I think this team needs to be consistent and take it to another level. Also, that uh, heading towards that third year of arbitration helps you get in shape too, right? Yeah, and 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 you no, know, the last couple of years, last year he had a good year. You know, he, he's a good player. It's just, is there another level? Like, is it is there an all-star caliber, Alex Verdugo, in there somewhere? Because I think they need to find that. So, Lou, I'm, I'm fascinated with maybe where the game might go. As you know, I spent the first 15 years of my life in Western Pennsylvania, so I grew up around National League Baseball. And those Pirates of the 90s, while they had guys that could hit the ball out of the ballpark, they ran the base as well, but... I used to I, like I grew up on base stealing and things like that as you probably did. And then I heard in the, you know, 2010s, ah, running the bases, base stealing doesn't really matter anymore. Now with the pitch clock, we're talking about base runners and the bags are a little bit bigger. How are are we trying to balance the game out a little bit? Are we going back to where there is more value to the guy that maybe doesn't, or not more value, but there's value again to the guy that doesn't drive it out of the ballpark, but can steal you maybe 50 bags in a new game. Where are we going with these changes in terms of stylistically in baseball? Well, I, I do think the big bases make it interesting. I think it's a safety issue at first. I think the biggest impact you'll see is close plays at first base. How many bang, bang outs do you see at first? Well, you're going to give me a few more inches on that bag. I think people are going to be safe a lot more. This, these as far as stealing bases, I wonder if we've overblown that a little bit. Like, if you're fast, you're going to steal bags. You know, so, this, oh, we got to add a speedster on our team and have him on the bench. And it's like, dude, last I checked, you can't steal first. You know, I, I want a speedster on my bench in September and October. But not, not, if he can't hit, uh, what the hell do I want him on my bench for 162? So those guys, I think, have a role. But I, what I think is the game is coming back, you know, to, you know, contact actually matters. I hated three or four years ago, and this has been a trend, you hit 215 and pop 25, you know, and strike out 160 times, you're a valuable asset. And mm. it's like, dude, get rid of that. Like, give me contact. Get on base. And that's one thing the shift has gotten helped, I think, get back to. You saw the Red Sox bring up a lot of guys, you know, sign guys that make contact. Put the ball in play. There's going to be more holes. Get on base. Don't strike out as much. You know, and I think that's important, still important in the game. I'm glad that's come back to it. And the pitching side of it as well. Throw strikes. Nothing bothered me more than this philosophy of, hey, I can strike three guys out before I walk four. So I'm going to get out of the inning. I don't care. I don't want contact. And it's like, you know, 3-1, Vasquez standing up, calling for a pitch out of the zone on 3-1. And watching guys actually swing at it. And it's like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, throw strikes, get on base, make contact, like, it's old school. Some things are universal, they'll never change. And there's always, like, a period of time when we think we can reinvent the wheel. So so the last one for me is this, uh, I guess, the, the sale debate. The sale just, like, issue with uh, same old words, same old tough guy routine, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, taking ownership. You know, I know we've discussed it 
plenty of times. Like, how much of a leash do you give him before it's just it wears you out? He's he's got a pitch, and you know you saw that too. Everybody loved the attitude that he had. Then he hasn't pitched in two years, and you get the mic behind him, and it's the same stuff. And you're like, okay, whatever. Like, I need you to pitch. So for me, I expect him to be really good. Like, I expect him because all I care about is his elbow and his shoulder, and those things are healthy. So when he's on the mound, I expect him to be really good. Can I predict another stupid fluke injury? I, I have, I have no idea, but I know the elbow sound. So if he goes out and throws the ball, then you're going to love him like you always have. But if all of a sudden there's another injury and we start hearing about you know chopping wood and and rehabbing and getting back, and it's like that. That's when it's like fans are just like God. I just I just need you on the mound. So I expect him to be really good when he's out there, and hopefully there's no fluke injury around the corner. What are some of the things that you personally would like to see this Red Sox team do well early on in spring training? that might lead one to think, hey, maybe this year will not be as bad as predicted. For their bullpen to perform like a lot of people think it can. You know, last year's team won, what, 78 games, 86 got in the playoffs. You can't tell me you couldn't find another nine games that this bullpen absolutely just torched. You know, it's probably up in the dozen range where games they just gave away because their bullpen was awful. So in April, when your starting pitcher does his job, and your lineup gives you a lead after six. Lock it down. You know, you can't give up three or four games in the month of April. That's the difference between, you know, being 10 and five, you know, and six and nine, right? Like that, that's, that's a huge difference early on. So if Jansen can go out and give you some, you know, saves and, and guys like Martin and Schreiber and, and these guys can kind of lock it down a little bit and, and Hauk, that's, that's what you need early on in the year, and that builds confidence throughout the entire roster. Lou, I hate to end on a, a bit of a sad note, but uh, Tim McCarver, 81 years old, passed away, played in the bigs, Hall of Fame broadcaster. There are those who are saying that Tim McCarver changed the way guys like you and others call the game of baseball on television. Your thoughts on that, maybe even more the broadcasting legacy of Tim McCarver. Well, that's kind of how I think of him, you know, like the legacy of him calling games. I think, you know, every, every generation has guys that they grew up kind of listening to and the conversations and, and the way they call games and the way you listen to games. And that's the way I kind of think of Tim McCarver. You know, um, people can go back to different generations and different people. When they think about listening to baseball as a kid, whether it's radio or TV, there's always one guy that kind of stands out and for me it's really tim mccarver so um you know watching a lot of games introducing you to the game telling stories teaching you the game of baseball that's how i think he's remembered great he's one of the best uh great stuff you're the best lou god this is going to be so fun talking baseball each and every friday here on aggression foray we thank you friend and uh have a great weekend and uh so uh, where where will waldo be next week will you when do you go to florida I will be in Florida Tuesday night. Oh. It's my oh. heaven. It's my Ooh. happy place, as Boye knows. <laughs> I'll be there for a couple of days, and then I'll call um, the game Friday night. and like The first four games, actually, I think, on Nesson. Oh, there so, we go. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, brother. Well, we'll talk to you next week from down there in uh, Florida in God's waiting room. Thank you, you friend. got it, boys. Have a great one. There Later. we go. There goes our buddy Lou Merloni. Great stuff. Good. Excellent stuff. Great breakdown. God, he's so good. So good. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.